Garfield et Jeffin Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fitted Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And as you fine folks know, Got Fitted Japan is about two dudes, booze, Japan, and the news. And this is episode number 564. Yes, that's right, 564. And today, we do not have Tom Tom Tokyo, Tom Tom Troublemaker, Tom Tom DJ, Tom the Man. No, he is on diaper duty today. So... I am all by myself, just podcasting, all by myself. Well, actually, I'm not by myself at all. I am here with the one, the only, John Sorkin from San Francisco, California, who I've known since two, no, 1997. Seven. 1997. You know, a lot of our audience wasn't even alive in 1997. It was a different time. It was a different time. Yeah, yeah, completely different time. John Sorkin, welcome back to the show, man. It's great to see you, brother. It's great to be here, sir. Okay, all right. Don't do the shot yet. You did the shot. Okay, now you got to do a different shot. Cause I, dude, I got, I got gin. I got to pour my gin. We're gonna do a shot together. Oh well, then hold on one second. Jeez. Oh, oh, Hendrix gin. I love it on so many different levels. Hendrix because well. Who doesn't love Jimi Hendrix? If somebody doesn't like Jimi Hendrix, I got a problem with him. Jimi Hendrix is the motherfucking man. And uh, Hendrix Gin, here's a fact, a fun fact, faders. If you are drinking, if you are of age to drink wherever you are, Hendrix Gin, you can drink as much as you want of it. And then the next day, in the morning might be a little rough, but I mean, overall, the hangover is not that bad. And I've drank a lot of this mm. shit. Okay, hold on. Let me just pour. Are we going to do a shot or are we going to... Yeah, let's just do a shot. Okay. Let's, 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 let's do a shot. I mean, I, I have zero problems with it. I think it's a fine idea. Nobody's driving. We're doing good. Okay. Yeah. 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 No driving. Okay, here we go. Come by. Cheers. Salute, my friend. Salute. To friendship. To friendship. Oh. Juniper. Juniper. Juniper, okay, I've got that one. For me, it's a little early in the morning. It's like 9.30 a.m. Uh, and I'll pour this one just to drink. That's good for you. Yeah, 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 it's great. It makes me a little bit more um, colorful <laughs> when I have meetings. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, uh, man. So, yeah, Sorkin, um, you're here today because Tom Tom Tokyo, uh, he's got a kid, he's looking for a job, and uh, right now, finding jobs is very difficult. We've all got our fingers and toes crossed for him. Good luck, Tom. We hope you get a job teaching children again soon. And um, in that note, uh, you are still working at the hospital. You are 
you're working in security and stuff. How is the COVID situation in San Francisco right now as of uh, mid-September? It's strange. Um, among healthcare workers and first responders like um, ambulance drivers, paramedics, uh, police and fire service, this has become a kind of normal, which is, it's a strange thing. Um, I've, I've heard it compared to people in combat who become accustomed to being at war. And I don't want to elevate our experience or diminish theirs, but it's been so intense for so long that we who are on the front lines of it have, have gotten somewhat accustomed to it and are now just trying to get through it and doing our best, which is insane because there's an accustomation to it by us, but on the national level, I believe we passed 189,000 dead a year in America. Um, I believe we passed that mark today. That's some shit like 65 9-11s. Like, it's, it's a strange thing. It's a strange thing to deal with, but I'm glad to, I'm glad to serve, and I hope it's over soon. Wow, that's that's insane. 65 9-11s. I mean, just one 9-11 was pretty bad. I remember that. I was actually supposed to fly on that day going from Detroit to San Francisco. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Wow, and actually, wait, 9-11. Holy smokes, we just had that anniversary. Oh, gosh. That is coming up. And you know what's crazy? Uh, Regina mentioned to me the other day that, oh, my God, the anniversary of 9-11 is coming up, and no one is even thinking about it right now because of all the other crazy fucking shit in America currently. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of crazy shit happening all over the world. And in America, we, there's so many different kinds of news outlets or whatever, so everybody knows exactly what's happening. We, we mm. get all – in Japan, we get a couple of different perspectives, and then everybody's got the Internet and stuff. So, I mean – we all know kind of what's going on, but uh, we're not there, so we don't know exactly what's going no. on. And um, it seems pretty fucked up over there, man. Is it really is that fucked up, or is that kind of just being, like, uh, I don't know, honestly, exaggerated in the news and on the internet? Honestly, it is my firm belief that the president of the United States is a fucking lunatic and will try to incite violence before this election cycle is over. And I believe that he is here. This sounds insane. And I know what this sounds like, but I honestly believe that Donald J. Trump is here to hurt us. And I think he's taking orders from Vladimir Putin. I think he and Mitch McConnell are taking orders from Vladimir Putin. Okay, we do not get political on this podcast, I know. dude. I know. I apologize. <laughs> this is not where you get political news at all. I apologize. If you're getting your political news on Got Faded Japan, you've got mental problems. I apologize. I'm sorry. Um, I've been drinking. Surprise, surprise. But I will say this. Um, it is scary. And it's, it's crazy is what I will say about it. Okay, oh, I completely I love your agree that it's crazy and a little bit strange, man, from what I hear. I, I don't know. I got to go back and check it out for myself. I don't know. No, actually, it's probably better just staying. No, stay, don't, don't come back. <laughs> don't come don't back. Come back. I don't want you to see us like this. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I know you've gained a little weight, too, because <laughs> of the Coronas. <laughs> 59197, baby. Dad bod. 
working it. Shit, dude, I've got a dad bod now too, man. Dude, uh, staying inside all day, every day is no good, especially when dude, you're drinking. Dude, <laughs> the 77, the 77 tattoo on my stomach is gonna turn like into an 11 if I'm not careful. Yeah, well, I got a 77 tattoo too, bitch. So, <laughs> mine's on my arm though. Oh, they, dude, if mine got big on my arm, I'd actually be kind of happy. Oh, we dude, yeah. Gang. Oh, dude, that's gross. All right, don't show me your tattoos in your stomach, man. You look pregnant. Valentine did that. You're prego, dude. Valentine, love that guy. How's he doing? Uh, okay, don't answer. I I have not spoken to Jeff in a long time, and the last time I saw him was an intense story. So okay. I wish Jeff Valentine the best. I really do. Everybody does. Like, I just I haven't seen him in forever, and the last time I saw him, he wasn't doing so great. No shit. Fucking I hate those stories. Oh, man. But you know the story that I do love is the story of Transformers. You know, I love that story, too. And they're having a resurgence here in America, which is crazy. Yeah. Which is just, it's crazy. And um, you are a Transformer collector, are you? I not? am. I am. I recently achieved, like, a higher tier of Transformer collector because, for those of you who aren't aware, um, the Transformers toy franchise can be separated into distinct eras because it's been around for fucking forever. Um, it started as Diaclone and Microman in Japan. And, um, God, I don't even know, because I've been drinking right now. I can't figure out. I don't remember the year it debuted in Japan. Um, Johnny, can you Google it? Uh, no, I don't Google it while I do the show, man. So basically, right. I, we, we go old school. So I'm going to assume right, right. it's like probably like 1976. I want to say like 70, yeah, late 70s, late early 70s. 80s. So Diaclone and Microman come out. They somehow are acquired by Marvel. Um, and Diaclone and Microman are bought to the United States. And the era that is most commonly, Jesus, I'm a nerd. The era that's most commonly thought of in Transformers collectors community as coming first is G1 or Generation 1. That's all that old 80 shit that we all grew up with in life. And after the movie came out in 1986, which is the only true Transformers movie, Orson Welles was in it, Robert Stack was in it, he was the Unsolved Mysteries guy, uh, the Micro Machine Machines guy, John Mashita was in it, Leonard Nimoy was in the motherfucker. And so was, did I say Orson Welles already? Because yeah. Orson Welles was in it. And he played Robo Satan, and it was fantastic. And, and they with, swear in it, too. What about the soundtrack? Uh, the soundtrack was fucking full of power ballads. It was amazing. Amazing. I still listen to it when I get ready for work. But, um, so then it split off into, you know, the stuff after the movie and Generation 2 and yada yada. And there was a minor resurgence of Transformers in America <clears throat> in the late 90s. If you'll recall, when we were in college, I was hella into Beast Wars. Yep. I remember that. It was that 3D animated one that was on on Sunday mornings. So there was that, and then there was Beast Machines, and then everything kind of died out for a while. It was just kind of off the pop culture radar. But for some reason, it's been blowing up the past couple years, and they've made the toys we would have wanted as kids. So I've been hell collecting them, this, this, and that. And they also got a Netflix show coming out, which is crazy. It's uh, it's three separate cartoons, like six episodes each. The first Netflix Transformers show is, is amazing. It's fantastic. 
full of 80s fan service. It's awesome. Um, but it's crazy to me that a fairly nondescript transforming robot toy line from Japan from like 1979 or whatever can influence my life so heavily like today because I, I adore it. My phone's plugged in right now because it's low on juice. So I'm going to hold on. I'm going to try and angle it over to my shelf over there. Yeah. Hell of them. I'll give a better view if I can when my phone is more charged up. But it's crazy to me that, you know, a fairly nondescript robot thing from Japan is something that I love so much. And see the new Transformers series on Netflix. It's awesome. And I want money from Netflix for saying that. Oh, God, I wish they were a sponsor. God, that'd be good. I want some of that Netflix money. <laughs> that'd be sweet, right? Yeah, then Tom and I don't have to look for any more jobs. Nice. <laughs> we'll, we'll be uh, self-independent. Mm. But anyway, I have a question. You've got a lot of different Transformers. Which I do. one? I've, I've spent way too much money on them. You have. Which one is your favorite? Which how one dare, is your favorite kid? How dare, how dare you? How dare you, sir? I do that's, dare indeed, my friend. That's a, that's a deep question, man. That's a deep question. Because, like... <laughs> and Regina gets mad at me when I talk this deep about Transformers. So, thank you for allowing me this opportunity. So good. That's why we love you. Like... My my original Optimus Prime that I have is special to me because it was it was one of the first toys I really had as a kid, and I have a lot of fond memories of it. And the character of Optimus Prime is based on John Wayne. John Wayne, which is actually something I don't know. No, he is the the guy who voices him, Peter Cullen. Um, he's said that he modeled the voice and the heroism on John Wayne's Western characters. Dude, I get that um, now. It's coming to me now. Yeah. Yeah. Think about Optimus Prime speaking and just picture John Wayne. There you go, man. Yeah, dude. But A match made in heaven originated it, in heaven. It's got that nostalgia factor, but, you know, um, oh, God, he was Bender in fucking Breakfast Club. What, what the hell is that actor's name? Bender in Breakfast Club? Yes. He was John Bender in Breakfast Club. Oh, he was the principal. No, 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 not the principal guy, the metalhead guy that brought everybody weed in Breakfast Club. What's that actor's name? Oh, it's not John Hughes, is it? No. No, John Hughes was the direct fucking goddamn Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson, yeah. Judd Nelson voiced Hot Rod in the movie, and he was like, remember, he was like an outer space race car that turned into a fucking space Winnebago and shit? Fucking great. <laughs> just because of the, the <laughs> just because of how silly it is, but I can't. I mean, there is no favorite because it's a, it's a nostalgia childhood thing. It's a I don't know, man. It's just it's it's in here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, deep in here. <laughs> I'll tell you who my favorite one is. Hit my me. favorite is Soundwave, the original Soundwave. That was a cassette player, like a, you know, like a, set, like a Sony Walkman, right? And his, like, the characters that came out of him were like little mini cassettes, right? And they turned into like um, uh, a pterodactyl, a panther and shit. You've got it, of course you got it, you son of a bitch. Yep, that's him, that's him, that's fucking dope. He was my favorite. Now, when I was a kid, 
um, back in like the 80s, they never released all the toys at once. They released, no, really, mm-hmm. no, go, go, go. They released like, for example, a couple, like a couple of like Optimus Primes here, a couple of these toys here, a couple of those toys here. And so basically what you do is like you go to one shop, like let's say, um, I don't know, KB Toys, Toys R Us, whatever. And then you try to find like the, the transformer that you wanted. And then if they didn't have it, you had to beg your mom to take you somewhere else or something. You're like, mom, we got to go to this oh, other yeah. place. We got to go to Kmart. We got to go to Myers. And she'd be like, no, 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 we're going home. And then you're just like, oh shit. And then it, for some reason, they just didn't release everything all at once. So it was kind of like the luck of the draw. And that's why when you went to school and you saw some kids with like, let's say, for example, Storm Shadow or like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle that was, I don't know, that could go to outer space or some shit. You're just like, oh my God, you've got that. How did you get that? Where did you get that? Oh my God. Uh-huh. And, and like everything was kind of in this kind of realm of a limited edition supply, right? And that was Not kind dude, of cool. When I was in, I don't know if you remember this, but when I was in like the fourth grade, and the first wave of Transformers came out, Soundwave has that little clip on his back where you can put him on your fucking belt. And the kids who had Soundwave on their belt clip were just like the coolest fucking kids in fourth grade. Oh, shit, yeah. Damn, dude, yeah, I always wanted Soundwave. I I guess I could buy it now. (laughs) No, you could. There's the (laughs) re-release. Oh, God. I. You know what? I'm amazed that I found a woman who's who was willing to agree to settle down with me because I'm just such a dork because I know that Takara Tomi is re-releasing the Generation 1 Transformers right now. So you, sir, can acquire uh, G1 Soundwave and all of his cassettes. Oh, shit, dude. I, I might have to do that. Soundwave was so cool. Even his voice Takara was Tomy. really cool. Yeah, dude. Everything about Soundwave was fucking cool. And then dude, He was bad as fuck. He was the <laughs> one Decepticon who never failed. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody else. Starscream failed once. <laughs> Starscream was a bitch. Yeah, he was. He was a whiny little bitch. And um, let's see, Megatron. Megatron was kind of cool because he turned into like a, a pistol. Was it a P thirty eight? I have that, and it's one of the most ridiculous looking action figures I have. Like, hold on a sec. Like, cause remember how crappy? Like, you will never hear me badmouth Transformers, but. Remember how not like the cartoon they looked when we were kids? Yeah. Like, so here's my G1 Megatron. Oh, shit. This is not, this is not a cartoon accurate toy. <laughs> like, and look, yeah. he's got a little, his little trigger is right here. So if he wants to shoot his gun, he's got to pull his trigger. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, this yeah. is an audio, dude. This is an audio podcast, man. And basically, so, yeah, the trigger is his wiener. We have original trigger, me- trigger dick Megatron. Oi! And we have like, and this is what I'm talking about with the resurgence of them and everything here in the United States, because we have an actually cartoon accurate now. I don't know how well you can see it. I can see but it's an fine, actually yeah. cartoon accurate uh, Megatron, and he turns into a tank and stuff. He turns into so a they, tank. Yeah, like he turns into a tank now. That's more um, accurate than a pistol. It is, and I love Megatron's the super pistol <laughs> mode, but it does make more sense, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like they're really putting more care into the craftsmanship and the engineering, 
which I am a big fan of. That is pretty awesome. I'm a what big is fan the, of it. What is the future of Transformers? Do you think they I mean, they made the they made the um the the what's it called um ah oh, the word slips me they made the Beast real Wars? life well no not Beast Wars but they made the real life esque movies right and I think they have five or six of them right I and fucking they, hate those Michael Bay movies oh, Michael I'm going Bay, on yeah. I'm going on I'm going on record right now forgive me for getting on my little fucking soapbox here but I'm going on record right now publicly fuck you Michael Bay you took something I loved and you made it sexist and a racist, and a fucking, and a fucking, a marching drum for recruitment into the United States military, and I know you know what the fuck I'm talking about, bro, and I'm offended by it. You made it like military, warship, racist bots. I went and saw Transformers 2. Did you ever meet my friend Melissa? Possibly. Black girl, um, kind of a thick chick, um, hella cool, like, fun to hang out with. We used to drink with her all the time a couple years back. She moved up sure. to Sacramento with her man. Hella good friend of mine. But anyways, me and her went to see it. And we went to see Transformers 2 because we were, you know, drinking in an afternoon and, you know, doing whatever. And we're like, hey, let's go see this movie. It'll be fun. The two Autobot brothers in it. And this is why I say fuck Michael Bay in the ass for eternity with a broken bottle. The two Autobot brothers. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm pissed off about this. Um... Now, they were like kind of a combiner. They turned into an ice cream truck together, all right? And then later they turned into like a couple of Nissan Maximas or fucking whatever. But here's their thing. They had tattoos. They had little go little kind of dready out goatees. They had gold teeth. They couldn't read. And they talked like fucking Jimmy Walker from Good Times. And they cursed a lot. It was like very clear racist stereotype Transformers. I looked over at my friend when they're on screen and they're like, yo, man, we can't read, man. And I was like, oh, God. And I looked over at my friend and she's sitting there gripping the movie theater armrests in rage. And I'm like, hey, you want to you wanna leave? And she's like, yes, I do. And we had to fucking walk out because of Michael Bay's racist bullshit. That is pretty fucked up, man. But I thank you all... for indulging me. I'm done. Okay, I thought all I thought all Transformers had tattoos. You know, they had the symbols. You know, they had like well, uh... they have their they have their symbols, but that's like, you know what I'm emblem? saying? That's that's like their that's like wearing an American flag shirt. Uh, you know, I, I would say it's more like wearing a Hell's Angels patch. Mm, it's a little bit better, You're right. right? It's like a Hell's Angels vest. There you I go. Like that. All right, that that's better, right? There we go. Or Guardian sir. Angels Red Beret. <laughs> Holy shit! It could be. I wonder like whatever that. the fuck happened to those guys. Oh, they're still around. Golly. Um, but, but no, uh, thank you for letting me rant fucking into the void about Michael Bay's racist shit because I hate it. Okay, all right. So, all right, we've got the Michael Bay shit. And Netflix just released, um, they released some CGI cartoons, right? I haven't seen and them yet, dope. right? Is it, it's is, dope. Is it considered cartoons at this point, or is it anime? I don't know. I don't know where that line is. I, I don't know. That, yeah, I know if it's made exactly in Japan, is definitely considered anime. But if it's made somewhere else, and it looks like anime, is it considered anime? 
well, is it all anime or cartoons, but not all cartoons are anime? Oh, dude, that, that's you know way too deep. I mean, like, yeah. I, I don't know where that line is. I honestly don't. I just know that it was really great. And it's part of, like, okay, so they did uh, Transformers Siege. And I'm going to try to keep this spoiler-free. Um, it's the time when they're all starving to death on Cybertron. They've depleted all of their planet's resources, and it's right before they leave for Earth. Okay? Uh, the sequel to that is going to be called Transformers Earthrise. Um, presumably, they're on Earth or whatever during that one. I know nothing about that one. Um, and the follow-up to that is called Transformers Kingdom. And it's been confirmed on a number of uh, Transformers fan sites that that's going to be about all, like, time travel and Beast Wars shit. Oh, shit. So, oh, yeah. shit. Great. Like, if you have Netflix, check it out. It's awesome. Awesome. That's cool, man. So, what do you think is the future of um, Transformer toys? I don't know. But all I know is <laughs> the shit that's out now, I'm incredibly pleased with it. Well, give I'm me gonna... more, and I'll give you more money. Give me more, and I will give money for them. Take like, money. I have to, at this point, I have to strategically, like, arrange my shelves in order to accommodate new purchases. So I need another fucking shelf for him at this point. I'm ridiculous for him. There's a, a, there's a Unicron out now that I'm saving up for. Um, the planet-eating Robo-Satan from the movie. Yeah. That costs, like, 300 American, and I'm willing to spend that money. Oh and Jesus, dude! You're gonna get a divorce. <laughs> I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm kind of ashamed of myself, but I'm kind of not. Oh um, my god, my wife would fucking kill me if I bought a toy that cost three hundred dollars. She's like, you know what? We could have gone on vacation. We could have gone to Osaka. We could have gone to a nice dinner. I, I'm at, I'm at that point willing, in my relationship. <laughs> and I am willing to suffer those consequences. Oh, I'm shit. willing to do it. I will die on this fucking hill. Well, I think you <laughs> need it to complete your collection, dude, because, I mean, your collection is pretty impressive, man. Soundwave, dude. It is. I mean, I'm pretty pleased with it. I got it. You know, I've, it's humble, but it's mine. Wait, I got a question, man. You're pretty tatted up. Do you have any Transformer tattoos? Surprisingly, no, but those are on my to-do list. Dude, when I come back, when I come back to Frisco and visit, I'll get a tattoo with you, man. I'll get the, the Decepticons if you get the Transformers. I'll, uh, dude, I'll get an Autobot logo if you get Autobot, a Decepticon I'm sorry, logo. yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'll it. totally do that, man. I'm yeah, so that would be fucking it. fun. I mean, that that is like so kingdom come of otaku, like rain, I guess. I don't even know how, I don't dude, even know what I'd to call that. It. Oh, my God. I'd be yeah. so with it. The current incarnation of the Transformers franchise is American. So would it be otaku shit? Well, originally it started in Japan. I mean, it's like Dragon that Ball. Dragon Ball is like everywhere, dude. There's like French companies that make Dragon Ball stuff. Uh, but um, And they call it like manga and anime and stuff. So I, I don't know. I, I think because of the origin is Japanese, it's always going to have that 
manga anime kind of flavor to it, even though it's kind of changes. It's like, it's like music, right? You know, rock and roll, rock and roll started off like in the South, right? The South United States. And it was more of like, kind of like black music originally. Then Elvis Presley took it. And then fucking the Beatles took it. So when the Beatles took it, you know, they didn't say like, this is like, you know, black music. They're they're just like, this is rock and roll. And we're playing this, right? Maybe that's the same thing with, you know, comic books and this, this manga and anime culture and stuff, you know, maybe like every culture takes it and kind of changes it and makes it kind of like uh, their own, I guess, which is, I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I think that's how like things like, you know, get better and change and stuff, not always get better, Michael Bay for point, but um, you know, they, they change and you know, they progress because if something stays the same forever, it's only going to be cool for so long and then it's going to kind of fade away. Right. But you know, it's like, like jazz, jazz hasn't changed. Well, from what I understand, jazz hasn't changed in a long time. That's why the people who listen to jazz are kind of like a lot older. And um, no, jazz isn't really on the radio or isn't like, you know, really big right now because it hasn't really changed. Like, you know, no young kids have like taken jazz and changed it and made it their own and stuff, you know? I mean, hey man, Kenny G made jazz all his own. Well, yeah, and so did Bill Clinton, I guess. But <laughs> remember when he played the saxophone? What was that? He played that on... Um, which show was that? Oh, was the, uh, God. Arsenio Hall that show. Made me so, that made me so wet when Bill Clinton played the sax. He played the little trumper boy or something. <laughs> so wet. Something ridiculous. Uh, anyway, dude. Okay, man. Well, Transformers, man. Thank you for that mad knowledge bomb, dude. That's fucking incredible, dude. So I think right now it's time we move on to the news, dude. Let's do it. All right, man. So, Faders, what we're going to do is we're going to read this week's crazy, bizarre, and interesting news in Japan, although John is in San Francisco at this moment. How's the weather uh, in San Francisco? Huh? San Leandro. San Le- oh, that's right. Right outside. A, a jump, a skip, and a hop outside of San Francisco. How's the weather over there, by the way? It's fucking hot as balls in Tokyo right now. It's like fucking 36 degrees. It has got... <laughs> I keep forgetting you're on the metric. Okay, um, it's like 200 degrees Fahrenheit. The East Bay of California is fucking awful right now. Um, we've oh, been sweating. My balls have smelled like feta cheese and vinegar for two days in a row. Through no lack of hygiene, but through just how fucking hot it's been. It's been terrible. It's been terrible, sir. Oh, my God. my. And by the way, I... Um, was walking through the house naked the other day because I was on my way to take a shower. As Lovely. you do. As you do. And I walked past our little, uh, like, we got a little AC unit that, like, has a thing that connects to the window to draw in air, and it's an AC unit for the house. Old school, um, yeah. My house is crazy hot. So I'm walking past it naked, <clears throat> and I felt this this wonderful blast of cold air on my legs. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. I don't care how gay this looks. And I bent over in front of it, and I spread my ass cheeks, and I swear to God, I the found... The window was open. <laughs> I found a new level of comfort that I don't think many people have obtained because of, of how retarded it looks and how distasteful it is. But you bend over in front of your portable AC unit. You have to be naked while you're doing it. You bend over in front of your portable AC. You spread your cheeks. And I swear you'll feel ridiculous. But trust me, it will be the most refreshing goddamn thing you ever experienced. You know, it, it, kind of sound, it reminds me of the, the Japanese toilets with the, the bidet. 
Oh my God. I don't know if that's what a bidet is like, but this was, it was magical. Magical, sir. So out of all your times visiting Japan, you've never used the Japanese toilet that has like all the buttons and stuff. It kind of looks like a a chair from Star Trek. I've used it. I'm not very well versed in it. I've used the bidet function. Um, you didn't you didn't push the vibrate thing, whatever. I I I have used the depth of my knowledge for Japanese toilets is the bidet. I don't know how deep it goes. It goes deep, but <laughs> the nice ones go deep, man. There's Does like go deep. There's oh, it goes deep. Oh man. <laughs> There's like 40 fucking buttons on that thing. You know, ours has like maybe 12 buttons and I, and I only like, use it right. too. <laughs> and, and as an American, I would really like to know, tell me of all the toilet settings you have. Yeah, dude, I've only got one toilet in my place. Like, okay, but how many, how many settings are there on it? Are there buttons? Are oh, there... I, yeah, there's many buttons. Because I have a button-free, low-flow, shitty-ass toilet. I hate my toilet. It sucks. It's low flow. It doesn't even flush all my dookie most of the time. It's terrible. Oh, it sucks. It's terrible. So, so what are the settings and buttons you have on your Japanese future toilet? Okay, on the future toilet, um, the only settings I use is the I use the bebet. So basically, I, I push the button. The thing comes out and like it blasts me, right? And um, yeah, it it it, it cleans up the fire. With water, it blasts you, or with air? Oh, uh, water. Yeah, dude, ours is okay. old school. Ours is like maybe like ten years old, so it's just like How water. How hard is the stream? I I've never gone to ten. I, I I feel like if I go to ten, it's like Ghostbusters where they cross the streams. You know, like fucking all the okay. particles in my body will just like stop, cease to exist, or something. You know, <laughs> I I don't want to go there, dude. So I, I'm still I'm a I'm a level four guy. I guess you know I'm not a novice. You know, I'm kind of like a beginner. I guess I don't know. I mean. I've never really talked about cleaning my ass in the podcast before, but here we go. I know very little about bidets. Is a number four bidet, like, you still have to wipe afterwards, right? Well, you know, you want to dry yourself off. You don't want to walk around like um, you just came out of the pool. But it does remove all doo-doo. Um, it, for me, yeah. You know, I mean, I guess it does. Okay. It does okay. enough. It does enough, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of weird talking about this shit to all our <laughs> listeners. Anyway, but anyway, level four is fine for me. There's like several other buttons that I've never pushed before. And, you know, I'm, I'm just a little bit nervous to push them because I don't want to fucking like stop time or wind up in another dimension or something, well, dude. What I mean, if one of those kind of buttons weird. brings you a cheeseburger? I um, mean... Well, in the toilet, a cheeseburger would be kind of weird. Then again, my toilet does have a hand washing function behind it. So wait but, a minute, you're to wait. Is do you have one of those toilets with like the toilet and then a sink? Yeah, there's like a sink on top and like this okay. water shoots okay. up and stuff or whatever. But I don't have the one that has like the different temperatures or the soap or anything. It's just normal tap water, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Okay. And, and, and I, I know I don't even use that. You know, I just I leave that room. I go into like my shower room and I wash my hands with soap because I, I I'm a true believer that soap is good for washing your hands. You are, this is goddamn fascinating to me. I have really? a shitty low flow toilet and you're you're taking dumps in the 25th century. This is I, this is fascinating. I guess that's where the, the poop is going. I guess I don't know. I guess so. Get out of this center, you son of a gun. Anyway, dude, fuck, let's read the news, man. You get the first article, rock and roll, bro. All right. In Tokyo and craving soul food, we've got just the place for you. Soul Food House in Azubu Juban. 
check out what we do at soulfoodhouse.com. Come by and taste the love. We look forward to feeding you. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need, and of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five-minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Hey, yo, what's up, faders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. Are you at Harajuku with some out-of-town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete at Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy, Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states. And in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each and they're worth so much more. These, are, these, these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're gonna love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool, that's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you. And we love art too. So faders, without further ado, 
Enjoy the show. If you're going to get your fit on, you got to get your fit on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade, badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing, it comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your bait on in style. Papa. All right, all right, all right. So, I was a little conflicted on this. I was a little conflicted on which way, like, which story I wanted to do. However, the Kanagawa Prefecture Police arrested a 26-year-old man. The charge was suspicion of assault. Now, this man they arrested, who remains nameless, is a uh, firefighter. He's a 26-year-old guy. He's a firefighter in Chiba Prefecture. And we, all, we immediately think of firefighters as heroes. Not yeah. this fucking guy. Not this guy. Because he admitted what he was charged with. What he was charged with was throwing sand in a lady's face as she slept on the beach with her friends, like, like they're all partying. She laid out on the beach and fell asleep. Um, he threw sand on this lady as she slept up in her face, like a handful of sand, bah! because he flirted with her and she didn't see it going anywhere. So she shut it down. So this escapee from a 1930s American comic book out of the Charles Atlas ads, he walks up to this lady throws sand in her face, and says, you didn't want to bang me, so face sand. Bam! And uh, I think that's pretty silly. I, do, I, I don't see the logic. If you want the lady to fuck you, right, you don't throw sand in her face when she rejects you. You, you apologize for offending her, offer to buy her a drink. If she says, no, you move on. You know what I'm saying? Like, We've all had the experience of flirting with a lady who, who doesn't have any patience for you. We've all had that experience. You say, hey, babe, hey what's going on? Oh, I'm not interested. Are, are you, you don't want to drink? Or, oh, okay, cool. I never had the impulse to throw sand at him. I don't know. Well, you know, it, it depends which beach this guy was on and stuff, because some beaches are a non-alcohol beach and other beaches are an alcohol, hell yeah, kind of beach. Maybe this guy, he, he flirted with a girl. He's kind of tipsy. She's like, go fuck yourself. And he's like, all right. He goes to the bar. He has a couple more drinks. He's like, hell what? I'll show her. And then he shows up and stuff. Maybe he threw sand on her face, being like, that's what you get or something. And then she called the cops. And um, yeah, I... Firefighter, maybe, maybe, oh, dude, he's a firefighter. Maybe he thought that she was so hot, he had to put out the fire. Uh, there well, you go. It, huh? Huh? It wasn't her that called the cops. It was her friend witnessing it that called the cops. Why would you so, call the cops if somebody threw sand on your face, you know? I mean, I've been spit at before, and I didn't call the cops. You know, you're walking on the street, and somebody's like, and then you're just like, 
oh, that's fucked up. And you just keep on walking and shit. You're just like, I, I don't want to have anything to do with this. I just need to get to the office, blah, blah, blah. And and I didn't call the cops. I mean, I guess sand is a little bit more, well, no, I think spit is worse than sand. Spit's got I think throwing sand at someone, germs, AIDS, huh? I think throwing sand at someone is especially disrespectful, though. Because it's not spit. Spit is a liquid. You can just wipe a spit off. And it's like shitting on somebody because you're picking up an intentionally caught, like, sand is coarse, it gets everywhere, it's inconvenient, it's, it's, it's sand. Ugh. And you just throw it in a lady's face, in her nose, in her teeth, in her tits. I mean, that's disrespectful. It is definitely disrespectful. I'm not saying anything good about this. I'm just saying spit's, spit's worse because you can get diseases from spit. You so can get did, diseases from spit. How did you get hepatitis? Oh, a firefighter spit in my face, you know? So That's true. How did how did you how did you get blind? Firefighter dumped sand. <laughs> well, that's bad too. I don't they're both bad. Faders don't do this shit. But um yeah, I don't know. This is very disrespectful. Um calling the cops is a little harsh. I mean, but then again, I, I wonder what they're gonna I guess they could call this. See, no, but like honestly, hmm. I think calling the cops is like a, and here's where I will unequivocally come down on the side of the ladies. Because calling the cops in that instance may prevent a possible rape in the future. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, shit, there are yeah. Some, there you there go. Are some yeah. guys, unfortunately, who do not understand no. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. calling the cops in that instance, that'll shut, it'll shut it down and the ladies will be safe. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that they're bitches. I mean, dude was a dick. Guy was a dick. Fuck him. Yep. Well, man, they didn't name him. So what does that mean? He's 26 years old. They didn't name him. Does that mean the charges were dropped? You know, because you I don't know. They name him. I don't know. They name him here in America. No, they, they name absolutely him in Japan too. They name him in America. In America, he would be outed. But is Maybe there's a cultural component there. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, in America, he'd be me too. I mean, his whole family would be me too. <laughs> Yeah, he would. It is. Oh, wait, American ladies, they cut off dicks over shit like that. Oh, they do. Mm. Oh, my God. Good story, John. Good story. All right. Firefighter. All right, hey, what do you got? What do you got? What do I got? All right, let me see what I got. Um, let's see here. Um, oh, okay. Since we're talking about firemen, here's another fireman, another anti-hero. Okay, <clears throat> here we go. Fireman photographs female in bath, gets chased by parents, and drives off with mother on the hood of the car. Ooh, sounds That's like a movie. A bit much. That is a bit much. You know, um, I think this is worse than throwing sand in somebody's face. <laughs> okay, here we go. I feel like it is a little. It just is, just a little bit. Just after 11.30 p.m. on September 2nd, a residential district in Tokyo, no, to, was it Toyokawa City in Aichi Prefecture became the scene of a dramatic suspected attempted murder after a pervert was caught photographing a young female resident as she bathed in her bathroom. Now, this is super creepy. Wait, now, the, how old is the young female resident? Because... It's a difference if, if she was 17 or if she was nine. You know what uh, I'm saying? Like, I, I don't think it's 
says, but um, her parents are in their 40s, which means probably oh, the kid's okay. like a preteen. I'm no, assuming that's young. preteen. That's young. But I mean, photographing anybody taking a bath is just really fucked up, dude. I mean, you just don't do that shit. That's gross. I mean, bath time is private time. No, I mean, I mean, maybe the guy's like a perverted Ansel Adams. I don't know. Maybe he takes pictures of adults. Oh. <laughs> Ansel Adams. I knew you'd. <laughs> I knew you'd appreciate that photography major. <laughs> I was a photography major for two years. Yeah, uh, good times, good times. Expensive. Okay, major. all right, all right. So he's taking pictures of the ladies. Okay, here we go. The victim screamed when she realized that she was being photographed, alerting her parents who immediately rushed outside to look for the culprit. The man who had been pho photographing the daughter with his smartphone then attempted to flee the scene by getting into his car. He had a fucking escape car, but the mother stood in front of the vehicle blocking <laughs> the path. Don't fuck with mom. The assailant then went to reverse the vehicle, but the father appeared to be standing behind the car with both parents working together to block his escape route. The man decided no to put the pedal to the metal and drive forward as the 55-year-old mother clung to the hood of the car. As seen, done unsuccessfully in so many 1980s movies never ever grab onto the top of the car dude because fucking they hit the brakes and your arms fly off dude Oof. no they hit the brakes you're gonna go flying and you're gonna have a bad day yeah totally but, bad. wow so so wait did he escape Okay, I'll get there. I'll get there. The driver drove with the woman on the hood of the car for about 20 meters. 20 meters is about 20 yards. About half the, the length of a football field, maybe. It's I don't like know. 100 feet, right? Uh, 300 feet. About. Okay, like three football fields. Okay, I guess so. Yeah, damn. All right. So, damn, dude, that's fucking crazy, man. That's a tough mama. So the dude, driver drove with the woman on the hood of the car for about 20 meters without stopping. The father ran okay. behind in the pursuit and managed somehow to wrangle his way into the driver's seat of the car to stop the vehicle. Do you think the driver wow. was blasting like Benny Hill music while he's doing this? <laughs> okay, the man then was pulled from the car where he posed himself on the road in an apology in front of both parents. He was then no. Yeah, he was then hauled off to the police who had rushed to the scene. Shit, dude, that's insane, man. Dude, that don't fuck with somebody's parents, man. I, well, actually, don't fuck with any family. <laughs> you fuck with somebody's daughter, the parents. I'm are gonna sorry, come don't I fuck didn't with parents. mean to take pictures of your underage naked child. Please let me go. Oh my God, no! Don't let this guy go, dude. Because this guy, oh God, he's a fucking dirty, nasty bastard, dude. Fucking, how crazy is that? He had a getaway car. Oh God, what a fucking creep, dude. But these parents, you got to give these parents fucking medals, dude. I mean, fucking. If I oh no, I do. Like, honestly. Like, you or I, our parents are a little on the old side these days. But if someone were to hurt us to the point where we were incapacitated in front of our parents, they would drag their old ass up, their old ass asses up and protect us. Yeah, Which yeah, is, definitely. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, my mother is like, she's an octogenarian. And if she saw someone attacking me to the point of incapacitating me, I know for a fact my mom would get up and try to get, you know, she'd try to get Your out. Mom would jump out the hood. She, she <laughs> she'd be honestly, a hood mama. <laughs> she'd, she'd chase after him and shake her fist. She would do her best. She'd do her best. But like, oh, man. But like, honestly, and, and don't fuck with somebody's parents, dude. Somebody's parents will fucking kill you. 
Wait, how old are these parents? They're 55? God damn it, dude. The mother is 55 years old. She's like five years shy of being a senior citizen. She jumps on the hood. With, dude, in, in Japanese women are generally kind of like, you know, on the, especially at that age, they're kind That's of on the smaller side. older than us. Dude, she, she jumped on the hood of the fucking car, held on with both hands. This guy's probably going like maybe, I don't know, 50 miles an hour down the street. Oh, I ain't playing. She ain't playing around, man. And then the dad's running after this motherfucker, kicks open the door, fucking pulls this guy from the fucking car, probably beats the shit out of him a little bit. You know, I mean, fucking the guy had oh, it no, coming. Oh, no, he tuned him up a little bit. I what's mean, up with these firefighters, dude? What's up with these firefighters? You know what's happening? I think recently there's like no fires. I, I, haven't, I haven't heard anything about fires in Japan in such a long time. Typhoons, yes. Heavy rain, yes. Fire, no. So these guys are bored. They're bored. They're just going crazy. They're going off the rails and shit. Dude, they're just like, I got to well, do something. <laughs> I'm not going to take up a new hobby. I'm going to go take pictures of underage kids naked. Fuck it. God, that's crazy. I'm uh, not going to build gunpla models. I'm going to fucking, I'm not going to start gardening. I'm going to start being creepy around children. <laughs> God. The fuck, dude? The fuck, dude? Yeah, this is pretty messed up, man. This is pretty messed up. But, um, I'm, dude, these, these parents, if I ever met these parents, dude, I would definitely take them out for dinner, a nice sushi dinner, buy them all the no, second honestly, they want. because they protected their kid, and they should have done that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. These parents are fucking heroes, man. Badass heroes at that. Holy shit. For See, real. That's the thing about Japan. Japan, everyone, everybody, like all people outside of Japan, they're like, oh, Japanese people are very small, very polite, that, 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 that. But what they don't realize is this is the motherfucking country that developed ninja, samurai, aikido, taekwondo, not taekwondo, karate, like all these, like katana, the fucking mastery of the fucking samurai sword, dude. Fucking don't fuck around with anybody in this country because you don't know who you're fucking around with because, I mean, they probably have some fucking martial arts training and shit. These parents, probably they come from a whole line of ninjas. Maybe maybe their parents are ninjas, their grandparents are ninjas, and maybe they're like just a kind of like undercover ninjas and shit, which actually, from what I understand, still exists in Japan. So maybe, maybe this guy's fucking around with a couple of ninjas. The mom fucking does a couple of back flips and shit jumps on the car she's like let's get this motherfucker the husband's fucking runs on he's chasing a car going 55 miles an hour down a road and shit successfully catches up with the car kicks open the door pulls this fucking firefighter out of the car and beats his ass fucking hell yeah dude honestly assuming that they're ninjas is the most positively cast racist shit i've ever heard in my entire life not here, dude. It's not racist here, dude. That, that's, a, that's American racist shit. We're like, you can't cast anything. But no, this is fucking that true, dude. Hey, hold on a sec. It's getting dark here. I got to turn on the lights. Hold on. Okay, cool. Wait. As he's turning on the lights, I'm going to finish the rest of my gin. Faders, how you doing out there? You guys okay? You having a good time? You liking these stories? We got two more stories for you. Two more stories. And what do you think about John being on the show? This, this is kind of fun. Transformer hey, you wizard know you know why Dr. Frankenstein is never lonely? Uh, I don't know, says the guy with a cannibal corpse shirt. Because he's always making new friends. Oh, God. Okay, stupid. Your story. Oh, no. I, wore, I did wear my favorite T-shirt for the podcast today. This is my, <laughs> uh, my cannibal corpse tour shirt that I got when they were on tour. And when I saw them at, I don't know if you'll be able to see it. Hold on. Yeah, we got video for the uh, Patreon faders out there. Francisco. Shit, sweet. San Francisco, 2017. Yeah, it was a wicked show, too. Like, 
honestly, George Corpsegrinder Fisher is a fantastic singer, and he sounds like Cookie Monster, but he makes it work. Like, if you close <laughs> your eyes, do this, do this sometime, because Cannibal Corpse will be touring again, I'm sure. And I hope that you're able to come to a show with me one day. I would love but that. If if you're away from me and you see a Cannibal Corpse show, go because they're fantastic. They're some of my favorite death metal. But close your eyes and picture Cookie Monster, and it's the best. It's just, it's the best. Okay, all right. That's that's what I, that's on the bucket list. <laughs> All right. God, I miss metal shows, dude. I really do. Fun fact, my brother, my when I when my brother was 16 and I was 11, he went to a guar show and he put on white painter's pants and a white button-down shirt. Bad idea. And I was like I was like, "What the fuck are you doing, dude?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm going to a guar show." And I was like, and I I was 11. I didn't know who guar was. And I was like, what the fuck is Guar? And why do you look like, why are you wearing a white shirt and white pants? <clears throat> and he goes, oh, wait up for me. Play some Genesis and wait, and you know, wait up for me. You'll see. So I was like, all right. He came home pink. <laughs> like he came home. It looked like he was covered in afterbirth. It was amazing. Jesus Christ, dude, that's insane. Insane. Okay, next story. Time, time. All right. <laughs> Run a time limit. All next right. story, John A. The next story is the police in Yamaguchi Prefecture arrested a 50-year-old man for the crime. And this is not funny to me, I feel. I should preface this with the crime of beating his 20-year-old wife to death with his fishing pole. Now, he was a taxi driver, and, you know, De Niro taxi driver jokes, they go in here. So, taxi driver Masahiro uh, Kono called 119 Friday in the morning because he beat the shit out of his wife Thursday night with his fishing pole, and she was not waking up. So the ambulance comes, brings her to the hospital, pronounces her dead, you know, as she is. And his response was, yeah, I, I beat her with my fishing pole. And he was arrested for murder. Jesus so, Christ. Yeah, and that's a dark one. That's a super dark one. <laughs> and, like, I, I, I do not... I do not think domestic violence is funny. No one should. However, I have some specific questions here. How big was the fishing rod? Like, was it one of those deep sea, like catching a tuna fishing rods that you put in the thing? and the, the, Like that I get. But what if he was the world's angriest midget and he did it with a Fisher Price fishing pole? Like, like, that's where my brain is going. He was the world's angriest midget, and he did it with a child's fishing pole. Or the Popeil Pocket Fisherman, which is, like, this big. 
how the fuck do you beat somebody to death with that? I just, I, I admire his commitment to his crime. <laughs> do you think he had like a favorite fishing pole? Like maybe they're having an argument about maybe maybe how she cooked the fish for dinner that evening. You know, like this oh, fish is raw. This fish is too raw. Or maybe the opposite. This sushi is cooked. You cook the sushi. You're not supposed to cook sushi. Sushi's supposed to be raw. And then to teach her a lesson, you know, he walked into the garage and pulled on a fishing pole. He's like, I'll show you. And then fucking, you know, went to town. Yeah, I, I'm just imagining a little Fisher Price one. And just the world's angriest motherfucker. Oh, God, honestly, dude, that's insane. Can you imagine the absurdity of that phone call for the nine, or, or I'm sorry, I guess it's not nine one one. There, it's one one nine. Can you imagine the absurdity that that fucking one one nine dispatcher had to deal with? Like, I just Hello, broke my fishing pole. So yeah, I think I beat my wife to death with a fish. She's not waking up. I don't know what to tell you. And that person's got to remain calm and say, "Okay, I'm dispatching the police." Well, do you think she asked any specific questions like, okay, was the fishing pole with line or online? Oh, there there was line. Was there a hook, line, and sinker? Yeah. <laughs> she fell for it, hook, line, and say, oh, my uh, God. You got it? <laughs> no, if there was a hook on it, can you imagine? And the poor lady. The poor lady. Like something out it. of Hellraiser. Let's be real here for a second. Just for a second. Of course. That poor lady. That poor fucking lady to die by fishing pole can you fucking imagine it's to die by fishing pole it's a bad way to go out man it's it's a really sad funeral on many different levels right and and i hope that none of her i hope that her family chooses to not do fish puns at her funeral because that's what i would do and i would be a disgrace to my family and i would embarrass everyone because i would be like yeah I told her he was an abusive guy, but she fell for it hook, line, and sinker. Or, or she was always fishing for attention. Of course she had to die like this. Uh, you know, it really does limit that. It's like, at, all right, at Japanese funerals, you have dinner after the funeral, and then the next oh, really? day you have okay. lunch, and it's really so going like to limit the menu. You know, the menu's like, okay, sushi, no, hakunis, no, uh, sashimi, no. <laughs> Shit, it looks like no we're thing. having hamburgers. You think they ordered pizza? It's all takoyaki. Oh, God, takoyaki. Well, takoyaki's octopus. True. Oh, God. All right, that's terrible. That's a terrible story, John. Okay. <laughs> and I tried to make it funny, and I don't know if I succeeded. Oh, no, you succeeded. Okay, all right, last story. Last story for today. Okay, this one's, this one's pretty. This one's sad and funny. And funny okay. and sad. Okay, okay. <clears throat> man arrested for urinating in beer cans and leaving them on the side of the road. This story took place in Tokyo. <laughs> this summer, the stench of crime has been tainting the air in Kayaba, what, Kayaba, Higashimachi. The stench of crime has been coming from the taint in the air? Sometimes the writers are a little creative when they translate the stories from taint. Japanese to English. Taint. Yeah. Tainting the air of Kayaba, Kayaba Higashimachi, a neighborhood of Gifu City. Okay, so it's in Gifu. Not exactly Tokyo, but Tokyo enough, I guess. 
Since late June, there have been at least 12 cases of someone leaving bento boxes and beer cans out on the street. Even worse, these containers are no longer filled with nourishing meals and delicious alcohol, but with human urine and poo. <laughs> How can you poo? Oh, I guess Wait, you did he poop in them too? Yeah, he peed and pooed in it, a.k.a. pee and poo. I don't know. Okay. I can see okay, I can see peeing in a beer can, but pooing in a beer can. Now that that that's a skill set that you just have to acquire. Honestly, respect. Yeah, you got If you can take a shit in a beer can without spilling any, I respect you. Do you think he had like a can opener and he opened the beer cans and then he kind of like zeroed in? Or do you think he's like, you know what? My butthole is so tight, I'm gonna shoot through the mouthpiece. Honestly. I think he is the storm shadow of poopers. I think he just, I think he just shot it right in there. I did, I, oh, and I God. respect that. And I want to pay that man to make a TV show. <laughs> what, like Fear Factor Japan? <laughs> uh, more. I, I, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. American Wait a minute. Eaters Japan. I don't know. Hold on. Fecal Factor. Ooh, fecal factor. You got to find all the weird and unusual places to poop and then master them. Beer can. No, but you got to poop from a distance and have accuracy. You got to poop into a beer can without scraping the sides. Oh, God. I've had bad sushi before where I had fucking the runs, dude. And, geez, my, my, I wasn't an accurate pooper. It was kind of like the spray and pray kind of thing. I, I sprayed and I prayed and wind up in my toilet. We're not talking about buckshot. We're talking about a solid slug. God, no, at that's one target. That's going to take some practice. Okay, let's move forward. Uh, <clears throat> okay, however, police working out of the Gifu Kita precinct believe they have found the source of both the violations and the bodily waste materials. On the night of August 23rd at about 11 p.m., a 62-year-old man was arrested was arrested leaving six beer cans filled with urine on the street. Ah, shit, urine. Too easy. When questioned, in trouble. Yeah. When questioned by the police, he admitted that the urine was his, explaining, quote, the toilet in my apartment is broken and I didn't know what to do with my waste. I figured that if I put empty bento boxes and beer cans and left them on the road, someone would take care of them for me. Well, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? You know, it's like guys like, well, you got to go when you got to go and um, uh, somebody else will take care of it because, you know, homeless you know, people, they do pick up the cans and shit, but these are like, they don't want to pick up these cans. The, you know the what? Homeless, Take yeah. a dump in a shopping bag and put it in your trash. And then and then put it on your landlord's fucking porch until they fix the shit. Because if your toilet's broken, I'm sorry, but no. I don't want to find a bento shit box. Well, this guy's in the suburbs, so maybe he is the landlord. Maybe he owns the house. You know I mean, he's six, 68 no, years old. No, it's not cool. You open up a bento box you find on the street, you'll go, hey, maybe there's an egg roll in here. Maybe there's takoyaki. Hey, maybe there's some tempura. Oh, no, there's shit. Uh, you get a shit sandwich. Okay. I don't pity that man. I don't I pity him at all. He's a villain. <laughs> okay, well, what's his villain name? Shitmeister. He's the shit way he's German? <laughs> I don't know. He's the Japanese shitmeister. The Japanese shitmeister. That's what I'm that's that's what I'm sticking with. Okay. All right. The J the JSM. 
He's JSM, Japanese shitmeister. I don't know. The fecal factor. The fecal factor fiend. I don't know. Um, I don't not know. you can call you can call him uh uh Pooh Man? The the Pooh Porter. The Pooh Porter. The Pooh Porter. The Pooh Transporter. Okay, man. <laughs> Now, all right, moving on. Not every reason counts as an excuse, though the man was placed under arrest for violating the waste disposal law. So I guess there's a waste disposal law. Oh, yeah, man. I'm sorry. I wish we had that here. We have people who poop in the gutters here. You don't be pooping and you don't poop in the boxes. Yeah, you know, San Francisco does have like a homeless person shit problem, doesn't it? Didn't like the BART get like stopped because there's too much like poop on the tracks or something? At Civic Center Bart last year, the, the escalators stopped running because of the sheer volume of piss and shit on the escalator. It oh, God. Insane. That's it. That's it. That's what I read. Yeah, that's incredible. You know, going back home is just not an option at this point. You know, it, you know, every so often I think about going back to San Francisco. I'm like, you know what? I can go back to San Francisco. I can start over, you know, take my art career over there. But then it's just like, you know, I, I read stories about like, you know, like the, the train stopped running because there's too much poop on the tracks or something. I'm just like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm better off in Japan until I read a story like this. <laughs> you walk down the street, you see like a beer can. You're like, oh, beer. It awesome. Fucking <laughs> This guy's a shyster. It fucking sucks. But going to San Francisco now, as speaking as people who moved there in 96 and 97 and shit, going to San Francisco now is would be like, remember Jill Bennis? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember Jill. Yeah. Okay. Going to San Francisco now would be like running into Jill but she developed a severe cocaine problem. Oh my God, like Montabon. Do you remember Montabon? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, well, like, and we'll save Montabon stories for uh, another episode. We, we already no, talked that, about Huh? That's a whole other thing. But you know what I'm saying? It's like running into a woman you once knew who was beautiful but running into her now and she's a fucking train wreck. That's what yeah. going to San Francisco is like. Kind of like Montauban. Dude, do, do you remember when we saw Mont? Were you with me and shit? Like, okay. I remember eating three crickets and drinking a cup of her piss on a dare at her house while we were all drunk. Okay, I was not there for that and I'm glad yes, I wasn't there. Were. I was there? Yes, you were. Oh shit, okay, I don't want to think about that. Okay, well, I don't remember that. Was that at her house? It was in her apartment, and we were all doing truth or dare, and it was dawn, and we were drunk, and there were things, there were other things involved, and she was like, dare? And I'm like, dare. And she's like, eat three crickets and drink a cup of my piss. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, I don't remember that at all. Thank God I don't. <laughs> uh, Mar Marlon, and uh, yeah, Marlon was there as well. All right, well, let's not get these guys in trouble. A couple of these guys are married now. <laughs> hey, that was many years ago. Many years ago. Uh, that must have been like 1998, 1999. Jeez. And I guarantee, I guarantee you Regina's hearing this right now, and after we're done today, she's going to be like, piss and crickets, huh? 
Oh, you're gonna have to get another STD test. Oh shit! Well, dude, we're fucking out of time, man. We got his time schedule right now, faders. I am so sorry, but you know, I think we covered four really good stories, and we learned a lot about Transformers, and we got to hang out with John Sorkin from the San Francisco Bay Area, a good friend hey. of the show, a long time fighter, freighter, and um. Oh god, I think I'm too fucking drunk for today. Oh my god, what time is it? Ten forty-nine in the morning. Oh, hey, you know what? <laughs> no, my day's over. I love you. I love doing your podcast with you and you're going to be my friend forever, bro. And I'm happy to be here with you. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Likewise, man. Faders. We all love John Sorkin, don't we? Yeah, we do. All right, brother, man. So I got to let you go, man. But on that note, Faders, we do have a patron. If you want to support Cafe to Japan, go down to the Patreon page, pay $5. $5 is like buying a cup of coffee or a beer, and it supports the show, dude. It really does help us out. Tom is super employed. Looking, I mean, that's one of the reasons why he can't be on the show right now. And um, he's looking for a job, and we need to hook that guy up. So if you basically give us $5, it's going to help Tom and pay rent, pay bills, and definitely get that guy beer. And that guy needs a motherfucking beer. Tom, we miss you. We'll see you soon. And um, yeah, also when you do sign up for the Patreon, and I'm not begging, but I'm kind of begging. If you sign up for the Patreon, you do get the video episodes. So the video that we're recording right now, you get this shit. And then on top of that, we, got, we have bonus stories, we have bonus content, we have bonus interviews, we got tons of shit. We got photos that are too hot for Instagram and too hot for Facebook that are up there on the Patreon. So sign up for the Patreon. And faders, we do know that times are tough. Times are tight for all of us and stuff. So if you can't pay the $5 a month, we completely get it. We love you. It's all good. But there is something called iTunes. Sign up for iTunes. And when you sign up for iTunes, it's free. And then you can give us a five-star review and write something groovy, which is super cool for us because it helps us out in the numbers and in the ranks. We're already pretty high in the ranks. I think we might be number one, but let's keep us number one forever. Let's make this a goddamn permanent thing. So sign up and give us a five-star review. It takes you two seconds. And after you do that, go down to Facebook and Instagram. We're on Facebook and Instagram and uh, we're uploading pictures every single day and writing funny shit um just today i uploaded a picture of like a, a foreign guy that was dressed like a pink rabbit or a pink bunny kind of thing that was harassing people on the train it was fucking crazy dude i, I took a photo of this guy and i brought him to shame <laughs> oh man so definitely definitely go there check that shit out faders and um john once again thank you so much for being on the show brother it's always good to fade with you man hey love you Love you too, brother. Bye-bye. Jesus Christ. All right, dude. Faders, we will catch you next week. Peace. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How the pressure? I can't take it. <laughs> I can't take it! I can't stand to it! <laughs> you sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.